we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. They're growing out. And the only way the roots grow out every single day and they grow stronger and they grow they grow better is if that we all put our we all water. What? Bro, I'm out, man. What's going on? What's going on? On Monday nights, we wear orange, apparently. This was not color-coordinated, but I think we're both becoming Bengals fans, so that's why I put mine on. I don't know about you. Um, welcome to a brand new Chip and Drip Monday night here on the AAT Sports Network. I am Chip, joined by JD from the D-Drippy Network. What is going on, my friend? How you been? Yes, um, you, just uh, I thought that was a you. No. No, this is Twisted T. I kind of, I got to medicate heavily at this point. I would go with the Yoohoo, though. Like, no joke. I, I'm lactose. So like, a, that would be a really short show for us. And- <laughs> uh, so it's been two weeks because we were not able to go last week because my house um, turned into an ice skating rink. That was fun. Uh, how you been? Uh, Well, compared to you, I'm doing pretty damn good. So. <laughs> Yeah, this is a new corner of my house that no one has seen. This is the kitchen or the dining room. I'm looking at where I used to podcast from, and uh, I have no floors right now. So away we go. It's all good times. I mean, that's kind of like the problem with being up north is you got to worry about pipes bursting and freezing over and your heat going out in the middle of like negative weather. It's just it's a bunch of shit when being up here. Like I never had to deal with this when I was down south. It's the worst and i don't know who is commenting from the facebook group but yes it is couple goals this was not planned i promised you this was not planned but it is my new favorite thing um, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie I, I, when i got on here i've been wearing this rugrat hoodie with gym rat hoodie even though it's an oxymoron because i am not a gym rat so i'm excited about this that we're both wearing orange no 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 i'm wearing this gym rat shirt oh okay uh, real quick, let's just pay the bills right quick so we can do all the good stuff. Uh, so AAT Sports Network and the AAT Birds are sponsored by Statement Games, a fun free twist on fantasy sports. There is a link in the bio. Check it out. The AAT Sports Network.com slash shop. Buy all the great merch. Uh, we are, of course, are sponsored by Symbol, the stock market for sports. Symbol.com. Use promo code AAT Sports when you sign up. Lots of rain luxury watches. Use the code AAT Sports, AAT Birds at checkout for 10% off funkbrewing.com and of course manscaped is part of the at birds use the code at birds for 20 percent off and free shipping at checkout your balls well thank you did you hear my gunshot i did i heard the gunshot your balls well thank you um and there'll be a new commercial at the end of the show which i recorded and finished about 15 minutes ago. Um, don't forget, comments on Twitter are still not working. Allegedly, it's going to get fixed. It ain't. So make sure you're watching on Facebook and or YouTube to get your comments in. Um, yes, and Adam, on Mondays, we were orange. You know, on Wednesdays, we were blue. So Or Thursdays, whenever I did your show. Tuesdays? I don't know. It was the day of the week that ended and why. So we got some stuff to talk about. It's been two weeks. In the last two weeks, both of our football teams got knocked out of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Well, mine was to be expected. I kind of <laughs> so was um, ours. 
Oh no no no! I I put a lot of I, put, I had a lot of moxie for the Eagles this year. I've now given up my fandom of the Eagles. It was short lived, but I am done with you guys, one hundred percent. But why? Let me ask you that. Why? It's not the players. It's actually the fan base. I'm actually it's the, done fan base. With the fan okay, base. Okay, I hear you. Yeah, I'm done with the fan base. I'm done with the fan base. I mean, the, like, can I be frank? I mean, I thought, gives, you were, I thought you were JD. What gives? <laughs> what gives the? What gives the Philadelphia Eagles fan base the right to always assume that they deserve more? Like, I just don't understand it. It's a typical. I know. And I'm done. Like, I'm done, done. Like, I'm not coming back, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm never, I am never pulling for you guys again. I'll write for the Eagles and all that stuff, but I am never pulling for me. I just, the fan base doesn't deserve the damn win. They just don't. They, they boo everybody. Everybody gets their ass to kiss. So I'm giving them my ass to kiss. I will never pull for you guys again. I'm done. I'm out of here. So, all right. So, like, here, here's my thing. Nope. I, I'm just, I'm just going to say my thing. We exceeded expectations this year. The Eagles exceeded expectations this year, which was great. Um, we got to the playoffs, and what we did is we we went against a, a Tom Brady-led team, and we had a terrible game plan, an absolutely awful game plan. And enough people had talked trash and said things that Tom Brady went and did the things that Tom Brady does. We didn't have any ability to, to move the football. Um, Jalen Hurts did not have a good game. Nick Sirianni did not have a good game. The defense did not have a good game. Um, Devontae Smith didn't touch the ball until the second half. So, yeah, the game went exactly how it was expected. And as Matt is also saying, it was the same as happened week seven. Except week seven, we closed that gap a little bit and made it seem like we were in the game the whole time. When if you watch the game, you know we weren't. So with all that being said, now you're moving into the offseason. And this Eagles fan base is starting its own civil war. And this is where I know you have some thoughts and feelings. There are people who are ready to give up on Jalen Hurts already. Oh, yeah. They never they never, they never went on the bench. They were never in his corner. They were never in his corner. There are people who are already saying, no, no, no. He's just – he's he has the same numbers as – and then they say Lamar Jackson in his first couple starts, or the same numbers as Donovan in his first couple starts, or the same numbers as um, Josh Allen in his first couple starts. You just you just have to ride with him. And people are like, no, 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 no. He should be great already. And that, to me, is the biggest problem. The Philadelphia Eagles fan base has no tolerance for development. And I don't. And you know why? They sh- you know what's crazy. This is gonna hurt some fans. This is gonna hurt some people's feelings, and I'm gonna say it. Do it. If you give up on the development of your team, I never want to hear anything about the process of any type of sort from anybody in Philly. Uh-huh. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear the process because this is a process in its rare form. You got a quarterback that needs to develop. He's trying every game. He's not giving up. He's taking your shit. He's eating shit every game. From a fan base who really haven't won anything. Like the Eagles no. fan base acts as if they have multiple championships. You don't. You've been One. you've even had a quarterback who threw up at the damn at the ship. And mm-hmm. he's the mm-hmm. most he's the best quarterback in history for your He's franchise. the best quarterback in Eagles history, flat out. And he choked in the biggest moment of his career. And the and the messed up part about it is that is the highest peak. But yeah, mm-hmm. 
the guy that you just brought in has done more for your franchise than the guy that you guys swore you were going to ride for for like six years and who still hasn't played in the damn playoff game. I don't understand the narrative. Like someone make it make sense. Somebody in the comments make that make sense to me. The kid has numbers like Josh Allen in the first one and a half years that he started. And Josh Allen has, has a bigger arm. You can't, it, you cannot compare the two. Right. And, and I don't even care about the arm stuff. It's the other stuff. Josh Allen didn't learn how to lead a team till like three or four years ago. Maybe like right. maybe two years ago. This guy's already leading a team. Yeah, he doesn't have some of the intangibles like arm strength, but he can learn how to read defenses. That's something he can do. He can. So, learn, if, right. so and, and Adam's saying here, look, if you give up on Hurts, the new quarterback will walk into the same bad situation, invest in a quarterback for once. And here's the thing that kills me the most is I don't want Aaron Rodgers in our locker room. We're not a quarterback away. I don't want, you know, Johnny killed me today. He's like, oh, I'm going to post a picture of Tom Brady in an Eagles uniform. I don't want Tom Brady in Philadelphia. I don't want Russell Wilson. Like, all these guys are cool and all, but we're not a quarterback away. We are a lot of things away. We're a second wide receiver. We're offensive lineman. We're a tight end. We're a defense. We're a linebacker. We're another corner. We're a punter. We're a lot of things away, which we now have this draft capital where we can develop players. We can develop players in a draft. Why give up everything for a quarterback? Because, and this is one of the main things I wanted to talk to you about tonight. Because as an Eagles fan, you're watching these games this weekend. And by the way, this was by far, and I don't know how you felt, the greatest weekend of football I have ever seen. This was a this was a really I don't know a week that was I can probably guess a week that was better, but like it was better for me personally because my team won it. So that might be why I'm kind of like because it was like the 2008 year for football for me, but that's because the 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 Steelers won the championship day. Right, right. But what I'm saying is overall the NFL as a whole this weekend. Oh, most competitive, yes, for sure. It was the greatest weekend of football I've ever seen. I could say the same thing, like, oh, the Eagles, the greatest week of football for me was when they won the Super Bowl. I could say the greatest week of football is when they spanked the Vikings 38-7 to get to the Super Bowl. Well, as the in, NFL. That, in that year, too, like, the Eagles had a really tough road because the, the game they played against um, Chicago, that was a really good game. Like, and the, the dude missed the kicks. Like, you don't get too much better than that, like, as far as drama. No, the following year after they won the Super Bowl, the double doink, yeah. Again, another season where they didn't have the right thing. But so here's my my frustration, like watching the games on Saturday, just Saturday alone, right? So you have a game where Joe Burrow single-handedly, single-handedly leads his team to a victory. He got yes. sacked nine times, yes. right? He got sacked nine times. There was no reason why that Bengals team should have still been in that game, but for the fact that Joe Burrow played great, okay? So if you're an Eagles fan and you're doing, well, see, you need an elite quarterback. You need an elite quarterback. Great, great. Okay. And, Don, this is the point that I'm getting to, right? After seeing the off-the-charts quarterback playing the games this weekend, do you think Hurts could ever get to that level? So here's my point, right? Keep that one Joe up. Burrow, yeah, Joe Burrow played at that level this weekend, led his team to a victory. Jimmy Garoppolo played like absolute dog crap. Saturday night played like absolute dog crap on Saturday night and beat arguably one of the top five quarterbacks of all time. 
You didn't need excellent quarterback play. Then you go to the next two. Stafford versus Brady, you're going to get great quarterback play, and you got it. Mahomes versus Allen, you got it. But Saturday alone, you showed that you could win games without great quarterback play. So my question comes in. It's the same thing that Don asked. I know you want to get to it. Do you think Hurts can ever get to that level? I don't think he's ever going to get to that level of play. I just don't. Um, because it, it the, when you're looking at him as a whole, it's the arm strength. It's the arm strength and the accuracy, which his entire career has been a problem. That's not asking. That's not asking. Can the Eagles not win with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback? Because I think they can. So this is a lot to unpack. So you, you kind of get a, you lot, gave me a, a lot to unpack. You gave me an alley oop right here, though. So I will give you that. Thank you for that. Um, the alley oop for me is the fact that you said, can we can you win with Jalen Hurts playing that way? Jalen Hurts overthrows guys too. Like he's not like he's always yeah. underthrowing people. He so doesn't he can throw them open. open. <laughs> no, he doesn't throw them open, but he can overthrow you. So like the whole thought process that the guy doesn't have an arm is actually kind of asinine. The dude overthrows okay. guys all the time. So it's not even like he just like he lacks accuracy sometimes. He cannot read a defense on a constant basis, and he gets confused very easily with them doing small, minute things. When it comes to his throwing mechanics, because I did play quarterback for a little while, he can't get his hips turned around the way he's supposed uh-huh. to. On the run, he can't get his hips squared, so he's always going to be short. Because he's not throwing the ball like a baseball player, like Patrick Mahomes. When you throw him from your side, you notice us playing baseball. You uh-huh. got more power if you throw sideways. If you're having to throw up and over a defender, or you got to turn your hip, he's losing power every time he tries to do that. So when he rolls out to his right, he's got to throw against the grain of his body. Right. So a lot of people don't really get that. Like you got to throw against the grain. So all these keyboard warriors and people who are sitting at their house, like. They need to like they need to go on Jimmy Jenny Craig like I do. Like we can't make these say these negative things about these guys because none of us can throw that. Of course, we're not getting paid millions of dollars, but at the same time, if I came to your job and told you you're doing a terrible job, I'm pretty sure not thirty thousand other people will say the same shit about your job being shitty. Right. Like you make a messed up burger at McDonald's, nobody's coming back to say, hey, by the way, you should get fired for making a shitty burger. Like that's not how it works. You get better. We got to give Jalen Hurts a chance to get And better. all season, all season, he got better. It just so happened that in the playoff game, everything didn't go. It was a bad, bad game plan by Nick Sirianni against a very good – and Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon, who's going to get hired as probably the Texans head coach. Please, I will drive him there for you guys. Can I drive I him see for it. you? Please, because I'll take Vic Fangio in a second as our new defensive coordinator. Listen, I will drive that dude. Like he, there's nothing more frustrating as a non-Eagles fan pulling for the Eagles than to watch their defense play football. It was like let's give Brady 15 yards every play and to see if he'll like make a mistake. He's not going to. You're playing what 15. Is Brady's mo been his entire career? You hit oh, him a, in the mouth. You hit him in the mouth. He has a bad game. The Rams literally hit him in the mouth. Everyone's showing the busted lip. Look at my lips all busted. I'm Tom Brady. He looked old as hell, by the way, and that was after like he took his helmet off. He looked old as hell. Now they're talking like serious retirement stuff. I'm fine with it. I understand the frustration when it comes to Jalen Hurts. You know, I, I do. I get it because you want your quarterback to play on that Joe Burrow, 
Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes level, Josh Allen level. You want him to play that way. I get it. He might not ever be that guy. And then that situation in a couple years, yeah, you make that change. But again, this is not a Super Bowl caliber team. You cannot look at the other teams that were in the playoffs this weekend and say that the Eagles were on their same level. They just aren't. No, and in 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 the less of it is an indictment on Jalen Hurts because for one, we're underplaying what Joe Burrow is doing. Like he never it's like he never stopped from college. It's like he just ever he went, it's like his national championship just kept going. And it didn't matter if he and it has nothing to do with Jamar Chase because everybody's like, oh, he's playing with Jamar Chase. It has nothing to do with Jamar Chase because he was doing that before they even drafted him until he got hurt. So honestly, to be completely honest with you, somebody made the analogy of calling Joe Burrow. Uh, the next app, Andrew Luck, if they don't get him like an offensive line. I, I see that as a, a true. Okay. And, I, and I'm saying that, but we never, I don't think I've ever saw Joe, I don't think I ever saw Andrew Luck in his first year, full year, get to the AFC championship. No. Nope. Andrew Luck was anointed out of college as the next Peyton Manning. Yeah. I mean, right. and don't get me wrong, arm talent out of the world. Joe Burrow has, he looks like Macaulay Culkin, but he's actually Mark. Cause he like has that like I'm a Mar, but I'm I'm wearing like a fur jacket type joint. Like he reminds me so much of like a a Joe DiMaggio. Like I feel like he would come in there with like a fur jacket on, ready to do business, and you could do nothing to stop him. And he's like the baby face assassin. Like yeah, the kid is he's special. And I didn't want to say it because he played for LSU and they beat the shit out of us in the national championship. And I've been mad ever since. But <laughs> at this point, I have to come to the realization that the, now the Cincinnati Bengals are the king of the AFC North. And until further notice, they are going to be because they have so much young talent. It's yeah, the AFC right now is loaded. Absolutely loaded with some serious teams. And the NFC, like, I don't know. It's it's going to be tough. The, the Super Bowl, which I, I truly do believe is going to be the Rams versus the Chiefs, but it, it could be, it's going to be a good Super Bowl no matter what, I do feel. As long as the 49ers don't steal away in. Um, Listen, why are you upset? I just keep, let's keep throwing the comments up because we, they, we they got some really good comments. I know. Um, so Matt said, yeah, Saturday showed you need defense in the playoffs. Javier still, he's, you know, he's frustrated with um, Jalen Hurts. He's been frustrated with Jalen Hurts. I don't see a Burrow with our line would be scary. I agree. Hurt, but not our receiving core. That's the key. Hurts got our exactly. line, but doesn't use it to his advantage. Um, Johnny's saying, look, there's plenty of Super Bowls with good defenses and bad offenses and bad defenses and good offenses and mediocre on both sides. That's true. But the overwhelming majority of Super Bowl winning quarterbacks are franchise quarterbacks. Yeah, you can name maybe five or six who are like, yeah, they won a Super Bowl, but that was all that they did. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, Trent Dilfer, Nick Foles. Yep. There's three off the top of my head. Then you That's go back, you yeah, then you can go back even further. I mean, um, Brad Johnson wasn't that awesome? Wasn't he? Uh, wasn't he the Buccaneers too? Yeah, whoever won the Super Bowl with uh, the Bears, the Bears. Did, no, they didn't win the Super Bowl. They lost to the no. They Colts. lost. I mean, they got there because of their defense. I mean, everybody else is. You're right. Everybody else is a you know. You know, I guess like a, I guess you would call a franchise quarterback, but a right. franchise quarterback. I mean, look at the Eagles in general. Like, if you just want to go just through the Eagles, like the Eagles have had a couple quarterbacks that are notable. Like you've had Randall Cunningham. You got 
Donovan McNabb, you got Michael Vick, Carson Wentz, you got, and then like they got Jalen Hurts now. Like, out of those quarterbacks, it's very possible. It's very possible that Jalen Hurts is a stopgap to the next guy, but you still have to let him see if he is the guy. You know what I mean? Like, you have to give him a chance. He developed. It's his job right now. It's his job right now. And, yes, they could go. I, Adam, I'm, how dare you, sir? Kevin Cobb does not make my list. You stop it. You stop it right now. I mean, um, I mean but, it, I mean. you got you got to give Jalen Hurts this chance. Now, you look at the draft. There's not a lot of great quarterbacks in this draft. Now, next season, after he's had another season, if they have a total drop-off, then you draft a quarterback. You'll be able to tell what the Eagles are thinking based on how they draft and how they trade these picks. One hundred percent. Because if if they trade the pick for another for another first round pick the next year, then that means they expect that it's just like it's um it's an insurance policy. Like Jalen Hurts was an insurance policy for Carson Wentz. Adam, this is the comment already of the night. Hurts has done yeah. nothing to lose the job. One bad game does not lose him the job. Now he's done nothing to secure it long term. You know, but he gives you another. He he does like they said. He, he gets one more year. Another year. He you know, if you're going to give guys like JJ Arcega Whiteside and Jalen Rager all these multiple years, <laughs> Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs finished with more receiving yards than Jalen Rager did, and Henry Ruggs spent half the season in prison. I mean, I'm going to be real about this whole thing. The the way that the, the media in Philly really works and the fan base works is but it's kind of like it's whatever we can throw at you. It literally, it's like in the stands, like whatever I can find to throw at you, we're gonna throw at you. Your good games, I'm not gonna tell you good job, and in your bad games, I'm gonna crucify you. So I, what I, I, I don't agree with that. Like when Jalen Rager returned that one punt 38 yards, we were all 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 supportive of him. We we cheered and we clapped and we were all for him. When you do your job, it's one thing. But even in that game against in the playoffs, he should not have been back there returning punts, and he blew it again. Okay, so the Jalen Rager, Jalen Rager cannot be a member of the Philadelphia Eagles next season for his own sanity. Listen, and it's not even that you guys let Aguilar stay here after. Well, he got traded, but he was here. He shouldn't have been here that long either. There's just guys that listen. If you guys look at all these players that can't play here. Is the issue the player or is the issue of you guys? Like, because one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But Vic, look, we we do talk about the fact that you need to have some sort of mental fortitude. You got to have some sort of mental fortitude to play here. It's a tough town. And the right? guy that's playing here and taking it, you guys want him out. I don't. I that's all. I'm just saying, like the guy that you guys throw everything except for the kitchen sink at, tell him uh-huh. he can't do this, he can't do that. He responds every week. He comes back. He tells you he needs to be better. He apologizes to your asses as if you deserve but an there's apology. Always, but there's always another excuse. There's always another excuse like, oh, well, look at the quarterbacks he played against. Or, oh, he only won against these teams. Or, oh, he won against – a win is a win. A loss is a loss. Give the guy a chance. He got us to the playoffs. He got Randall us to the Randall was overrated? Johnny said Randall was overrated. I have his jersey. He was my favorite player growing up, but he was overrated. Overrated? It's You got to explain. Make That makes sense, Johnny. <laughs> Make that make um, sense, brother. Adam said, saying, wow, I, Randall Cunningham was overrated. He had an incredible arm. He was super athletic. That injury, though, wrecked his career. Now, I think he could have been a Hall of Famer if he never had that injury. But that injury changed his... With? 
That he played with Chris Carter. Right, but when he played here with Chris Carter for in Philly, Chris Carter used to be an Eagle. This before the Vikings had to be. It was. Oh, so you had a young Chris Carter. He had Chris Carter and Mike Quick. <laughs> you just have to do this on the that's on yeah. the pregame. Randall is that old. That dude. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. When you talk about quarterbacks first, triple threat quarterback, he's like the first one to come to mind. Right, for sure. He he was a ground, he totally was a groundbreaker. Um, and then you know, my guy, um, and it's gonna tie into you. One of my favorite players growing up, talking about triple threats, Cordell Stewart. My boy Cordell. Literal slash. Um never won shit. Never <laughs> won diddly squat. All right. So we know the Eagles are having a rough time. I'm going to put up something, and I'm probably going to hit this up a couple more times this week. So I've been bookmarking stuff for the last two weeks um, on on the social media. You haven't seen any of these things. So, I mean, let me rephrase that. I haven't shared any of these things with you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You just want my my reaction. All right, so here's the first thing. Here is the upcoming free agents for the Eagles this offseason. Who am I keeping? Who am I letting go? Yeah. Ooh, this is going to be fun. So, Barnett, who are you keeping? The who are you letting go? So, we'll go from the bottom to the top, right? Nate Herbig, you keep. Yeah, that's a. That's you need a, offensive line depth. He played great this season. You keep him. Yeah. Jannard Avery, I think you keep. Uh, you got Sweat coming back next year, so nah. Yeah, Sweat coming back, but you got Brandon Graham coming on an injury, and you don't know what's going to happen with Derek Barnett. I think you keep Jannard Avery. Listen, I'm take. I'm getting rid of Avery and Barnett. Barnett's a he's a trash can. Barnett's player. gone. Yeah, we're not up there yet. Jason Kroom, okay. you can get rid of. He's nothing. Greg Ward. Okay, this is gonna be this is an interesting one. Greg Ward. So Greg Ward, I think we talked about him another time about something like this. And Greg Ward, you got I mean, there's really no real spot for him on this team. I mean, if you let go of Jay Jaw, then definitely he could take his spot for sure. Why not? I think Greg Ward's done enough to earn himself a one year deal. He's a restricted free agent. I don't think anyone's gonna put in an offer for him. Fine. Uh, Singleton, you gotta, yeah, Singleton, you gotta keep until we find another linebacker. At least on special teams, Javier saying Ward, you don't need him. Um, I think with the turnover, I think with the turnover and the offensive lot in the uh, wide receiver room that you're about to see, you need him. And I don't even say that. Like sometimes you just got Mm -hmm. veterans on the team that have just been loyal to the team. Like they bring guys back all the time to retire here. If Greg Ward stays one more year, he'll probably retire. Just let him retire here. What's the big deal? Like. He's yeah. not going to hurt you being on the team. Like he even caught a touchdown this year. The hell are you guys talking uh, about? You had Boston. Damn Boston Scott. Boston Scott, you're keeping at this point. Yeah, Boston. I mean, unless you get something better in like the draft and like the late rounds. Uh, yeah. Could mean you still got Kenny Gainwell. You got. Well, I. Oh, you're gonna. You're probably gonna not have Jordan Howard, although he earned himself at least another year. I think. I you have him too. You earned him for Jordan two. Howard. Well, Jordan Howard is not on this list, so clearly he's not. Up for he's not he's not up so he's gonna uh, be here. Ridgeway can go. Kerrigan sh- never showed up. Stephen Nelson can go. Please send him back on whatever. That's why we gave him to y'all. Um, Barnett gone. Anthony Harris. I say gone. I don't think he played well enough. McLeod, I would keep. He's a captain. You got to keep him at least. And Kelsey, you got to pray that he comes back. Okay. So there's a lot of pecker right here. So this yep. Derek Barnett guy, this dude, Steven Nelson, um, 
Kroom, Avery, Singleton, they all can get on the same Amtrak, and I'll pay for them to go wherever they want to go. On Amtrak, you know, Drippy is low, is low, is low maintenance out here. But these guys, <laughs> I'll drive them to whatever airport they want to go to. I'll be their Uber driver. I'll help them pack. Hell, I'll send them five guys out to help them pack. They need to get the <laughs> hell out of town. Yeah, they got to go. Look at I these got these comments down here. We got some good ones. Oh, yeah, Johnny's saying, you know, Kelsey Singleton and Herbig are the only ones. And I Ooh. agree that those three are definite comebacks, but you have to remember you still have to field 53 guys, and you want some guys with consistency. Why which do is you why want to keep Singleton? Why do you want to keep Singleton? Special teams linebacking play. And until you have a solid defensive linebacking core, you know he's a good for at least mop-up roles like he was when TJ Edwards got hurt. I'll buy it for a quarter. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll keep him, but you're not like, you're not paying the man. Nope. I got him. At, nope. I'm messing up. I got Singleton and Kerrigan mixed up. Kerrigan. Oh, never, Kerrigan's never, Yeah, Kerrigan's got to go. Kerrigan's Sorry, gone. I won't. Even though, even though Javier's saying, yeah, he played lights out last game. Yes. Woohoo. Woohoo. No, Kerrigan's done. Like, he's done. Um. Javier saying, you know, keep Ward, kick J Jaw the F out. I agree. He bye. So Listen, much. You bye. actually you could probably keep Greg Ward and get rid of Rager and J Jaw, and you'd probably be all right. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Why you have to keep Ward so because you're gonna have a huge turnover in the wide receiver room with J Jaw getting the bump with Rager. He's not gonna be on this team next year. Um, yeah, you gotta keep at least somebody there to play this position. So hold on one um, second. I'm gonna bring this up real quick because it's something that I read. Somebody that a very smart person that I trust made the comment, and I think I re- I rebuttaled with something like, "Why not just play Goddard at receiver and the new kid Tyree Jackson at tight end, or just run two tight ends?" They both we were ran athletic. three tight ends most of the season, right? But this kid, this guy Johnson, and against the Cowboys, I got to see this guy really play. Like I hadn't really seen him play all season. The kid's big; he's like six eight or something. Yeah, he's, he's a he's, former quarterback. That kills me. The, the, the dude can play multiple positions. Why not play him and play Goddard at the same time? Goddard's got to work on his hands because he drops a lot of balls, but that's to be expected. So, I mean, listen, this team is actually a lot better than people think on paper because you still got Watkins, and Watkins can straight on up fly. On paper. On paper, but it didn't really deliver this season. That's my issue. But they're, but the thing with them, Chip, is that they're all, like, really young. like Very they're young. All really, they're all really, really young. Like the only other team that has younger receivers than them is the damn Bengals. They just happen to be two number ones, and that's why you look at this roster and you go, "You got to keep some of these older guys. You got to keep you got to keep a guy like Greg Ward because there are so many young guys. You got to keep a guy like a Rodney McLeod because there are so many young guys. You got to keep a guy like Singleton because there are so many young guys. Boston Scott because there are so many young guys. You got to pray that Jason Kelsey will come back for one more season. Um, Adam saying you find a much better player in the first round for Barnett. Yeah. Um, we don't know anything about Kelsey being back. We also haven't heard anything about Kelsey retiring. We just know that Sirianni sent him some booze. Uh, don't we have 11 picks? Yes, but remember, not every single pick is going to pan out. Right. That's, you can't just say, okay, 53, we get rid of these 11, we're going to add 11, we're going to be good. You know, well, Hightower barely saw the field this year. He was a pick from two seasons ago. Well, Hightower actually has showed some promise, though. I mean, he sure. wasn't – I don't think when he was first drafted he was ready. But there's a no. lot of, and with no development, a, absolutely not. There's a lot of value in this draft outside of the quarterback position because you Thank have, you. 
because there's a lot of like other skill positions. Like there's a lot of receivers. This re- this draft a lot of good linemen. Linderbaum is a great replacement for Kelsey. You have him learn the spot for a year. I know, but the thing with Linderbaum is you there's also a guy that you can get on the defensive line that can be just as effective, but you have to trade up to get him. Like Jordan sure. Davis is a game record, and it will be and that's who you need to have following up Cox. You can get any center for real, for real. Like honestly. Like, you can work with a center. Like, if you have the other pieces around him, they can get him up to speed. What you do need is a defensive front that can stop some damn body. You got Hargraves. Right. You can, if Cox is getting older. You saw that this year. He's getting old, and it's happening quickly. You need to get somebody to shore up that defensive line, and you need a damn linebacker. So, yeah. if you could, honestly, even if you Plus could get free agents, yep, we know that you can build through free agency. But, again, that's not, how this, that's not how this team is going to be built. You can see it already. They want yeah, to draft Nicobe. and build. Yeah, Nicobe Dean is also a good a good line uh, yeah. linebacker. He's a stud. Like, there's a lot of stud receiver. I mean, stud defensive players and stud skill positions that they need to go after. Right. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Adam says, literally call Jeremy Macklin to see what's up. You know, I, I agree. Goddard stands yeah. out when linebackers are against him. I don't want cornerbacks on him again. We're good on paper. We just don't have a quarterback that can pass consistently. I agree with all of that. All right. I need to ask a question here, and I'm going to tie into something here. Oh, God. Actually, before we do that, let's because the next thing is going to be transitioning. Overtime rules. We This is the hot topic right here. This is a massive problem, right? You think so? I, I do. Now, we know it is the rules. We know it is right. the rules. We're well aware of that. But you had the one of the greatest games in football history. It was one of the greatest offensive games in football history, Sunday night. And you have Josh Allen, who didn't lose them the game. He had a perfect postseason. Right. Didn't even get an opportunity to respond. Listen, and I saw this, and I saw this all day today. The only problem is it works when you're the team that gets the ball first. There's a couple. There's a couple, I mean, only and my thing is that let's say you have one of these epic battles. You're going to end up going into situations where they're going to have to do something like college football. Like, mm-hmm. and we all complain about college football now, like how long it takes and how many chances they get. Like, listen, we can't have it both ways. Either you make it quick and painless, or you take it, you draw it out, and people have to like take the phone to their job to watch it that it because the game goes on through all night. We can't do this. Like, you have to decide. You have to piss or get off the pot. But you here. Here's my thing. You decided that game with a coin toss, right? With a 50-50 coin toss. And if you look at the history of the NFL, most of the time when the team wins a coin toss, they win the game. It just it's the way it is. For sure. That's not how a football game in the playoffs should be decided. That's not how that Unless, clock, that caliber of game should be decided. Now, yes, they had their chances to end it. Again, Javier, I see it. I see it. Right, your number one defense gave up forty plus yards in less than thirteen seconds. I agree. I don't feel bad, but this is my point. Regular season, the rules are fine. In playoffs, just play a full quarter. Just play a full quarter. Then, if you want to go into a second overtime, then you can do this bullcrap. Listen, Chip, I'm okay with our playing the first quarter thing, but we already know what's going to happen. Soon as this happens, guys won't be scoring to be just like the Steelers. We tie somebody every damn every damn year. We tie somebody. Because we run out of time in the first quarter. Uh-huh. The, the the need still needs to be, if you score, you win. Like, it's like, make it, take it. It's like last point. It's like deuces. Like, all this redemption and all this shit. Like, 
No. If you want to get the ball, you stop the guy. If you can't stop me, I'm going to score. I'm going to win. Like, I'm not for these participation trophy shit. That's that whole. And again, I don't think that this is participation trophy. That's not what I'm saying. But you, there's a participation trophy where it's like everybody gets a turn. And then there is, I flipped a coin and I got to go to the AFC championship because of it. No, that only happens for players who can not, who can't be stopped. Like for Patrick Mahomes, for Tom Brady, for Josh Allen, some of these guys who get hot, Aaron Rodgers, that's an automatic bid for them. But for another team that doesn't have that type of caliber player, it's a dogfight. Jimmy G gets the ball first. He don't necessarily score and win. Like, right. it, it's a toss-up. So it, you can't use that because it. there's too many other factors that go into it. Like It's just too many. Like I can't sit here and watch these guys play a whole other quarter when you have four quarters to get it done. You should have got can. this shit done in the first I can watch no. it. That shit was nerve-wracking. I didn't have a Play the whole 10 play. minutes. I like that, too. Play the whole 10 minutes, no matter what. 10 minutes, that's it. I can't do it. You can't leave the game to chance. Coin flip. Going to UFC terms, you don't let the fight go to the judges. Exactly. That's what he's saying. You you knock them out. If you need it, if you have to, if you get to a point where you have to say, okay, if I get this coin flip, I'm basing all this on that. No, like, your defense needs to step the hell up. Like they're not getting the ball on the twenty yard line like in college football, and you have to stop them. You can you getting a whole blink I mean, of the look, field. Don't get me wrong; they should have not kicked the ball deep and given him a home. They should have squibbed it. There was a million things they could have done differently. Those seconds matter. Um, they're also ready. And if we're gonna we're gonna blame the officials because I know that's what some people like to do. Please don't. Should oh, never God. been a touchdown. Why shouldn't it have been a touchdown? Because that is a clear, according to 2021-2022 rules, taunting penalty. That exact play has gotten called back this season. Okay, so my thing is... But you're never going to do that in the playoffs. Well, the question really is, to be completely honest, is if you're the the Bills guy that's chasing after him, how do you get beat going across the middle like that? Oh, it was awful. It was awful. It was terrible. I don't, I, you know, anything you show me from this game, from the Bills' side of their defense, is a travesty. They, oh, the defensive players on that team, oh, the entire game check to Josh Allen. Yes, they do. Like, and they Gabriel Davis. Gabriel oh, Davis. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yo. Never, I've never seen that before. That shit was it, wild. He hadn't. He said, nobody in the history of the NFL have ever caught four touchdown passes in a playoff game. That was nutty. Do you think they do you think they planned up for him? They think that was like, oh, Gabriel Davis is gonna go off this game. You think that the, the well, the they had to figure that they were gonna get digs, right? You had to figure they were gonna get digs. And when Matthew got knocked out, it changed the entire game plan. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, listen, dude, like I'm gonna be real. You got with the you. people convinced. Javier agrees with you. Listen, all I'm saying is I don't feel bad for nobody. That you you had the whole length of the field. You let a guy score on you in 13 seconds. Like yeah. that is, and then one of the plays before that, Tyreek Hill took a punt back like sixty something yards. Like special teams, we learned that special teams matter. Don't kick the ball to that guy. No, he's, he's like Deion Sanders. You don't kick the ball to him. He he's a game changer. Exactly. <laughs> Adam says must be cool to have multiple X Factor wide receivers on a team. Wish we could re- relate. Yeah, agreed. Do you think that okay? So I'm gonna throw this out there. This is actually a question about this game as well. Do you honestly believe that Tyreek Hill is not the best receiver in the game? 
I think he's the best athlete in the game. I think as far as receivers go, you got to go with a guy like Cooper Cup, who is a possession receiver. Okay. I think you got to go with a guy. I mean, I think Cooper Cup is the best receiver in the game right now. I think game-changing athlete, because it doesn't matter where you put him. Like you put Cooper Cup back to return you put Cooper Cup back to return punts. It's like, okay, you put Cooper Cup back to return punts. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, those guys are all great receivers. Tyree Kill is an incredible game-changing athlete. He can do anything from anywhere. If you put the ball in his hands, you are going to score with him. But he also benefits from a Byron Pringle and a Mecole Hardman. So I also I agree with you. And And Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. I I agree with all that you're saying. Same with Debo Samuel. Yeah, he's in that Tyree Kill category. That's what I was going to say. But the thing about when you qualify Debo Samuel and you qualify Tyreek Hill is that they're the Taysom Hill of receivers because they will have five or six carries and then they'll have 15 catches in a particular game. They You can line them up in so many different places. It's it's almost a cheat code, but then there are some games they well, don't even You've seen that before them. coming out of, the, coming out of the, the running back position, right? Brian Westbrook was not a great running back. He was an incredible athlete. He was a great right. receiving back. So that's been happening throughout the history of football. It just doesn't work on the quarterback position because the quarterback position requires so much perfection in what you do. That's why Taysom Hill is not successful as a quarterback. He is a jack. He is a jack of all trades and a master of none. Whereas a Debo Samuel, a Tyree Kill, you give them the ball, they're going to score. Right. I'll qualify that with a with a yes. I'm not going to even argue with that. I'll, I'll, Which Johnny I'll said that. is what we have a quarterback. Listen, man. I hear y'all, man. Just keep that same energy next year, all right? Remember that. Keep that same energy. So if he comes back different. I disagree with the squib. It would have knocked a second off the clock because it doesn't start until someone touches it, and they likely would have down and have good field goal position. True. A squib back in the day was more about preventing return. When you have kickers that can kick it out the back of the end zone, you just do that. You're not wrong. No, he's not wrong. And when you saw who was back there, I didn't necessarily disagree with the decision. In hindsight, you realize, yo, it was the wrong decision. Which kind of leads me to now this crossover topic. Oh, God. Pro football expanded their playoffs to seven teams. Right. The seven teams, the number seven teams in both the AFC and the NFC this season did not belong in the playoffs. It's my Eagles and your Steelers. They did not belong in the playoffs. Speak for yourself, guy. Your Steelers belong in the playoffs. They got there, man. It's not about so the Eagles. Eagles did they belong there? Listen, can, okay. Going into can the I last get... game of the season when a tie could have eliminated them, did they belong there? If they got, if they, <laughs> if a team decided that they didn't want to tie, we got in, and that's their damn fault. Like that's honestly, we were destined to be there. Like all I'm saying is, all you had to do was tie, and we would have been in. Like we would have been out. So come on, man. Like that's there's not better odds than that. So, pro football. Expanded their playoffs to the sevens, right? And it gives only the number one seed a bye week and home field advantage. Yep, and it was perfect. Now, I understand that in the AFC, it didn't have as much of an effect other than the Titans losing. 
because the Titans were not a real quality number one seed. It was always the Chiefs. It was always the Bengals. I mean, those were all better teams. They got they they got a really good head start with the fact that Derrick Henry was playing as well as he was, and then Tannehill kind of kept them there. The, the Titans are a quarterback away, by the way. The Titans need to trade for a stud quarterback they, because Tannehill cannot get it done. Yeah, and you know what? You can actually say that because he's been in the league for more than a since breakfast. Right. He cannot get it done. You saw it the entire game. Um, but they have a stud running back. They have a stud defense. They have two stud wide receivers. They are a quarterback away. That's the Titans. But you look at the the number two seed on the NFC, the Bucks, right? And you cannot say that the Bucks would not have benefited from the old school rules of the bye week, because in their game against us, they lost Tristan Wirfs, they took unnecessary hits. They had a banged up line and the defense for the Rams pummeled, absolutely pummeled Tom Brady all day long. They could have done with the bye week. Okay. So let me, can I unpack this real quick? Sure. Unpack away. The only problem with what you're saying is that the number one season they did put would have been the number one season no matter what. And they still both lost. Mm -hmm. So that, so that's why you can't really qualify that. And it was the most exciting. He gave us some of the most exciting weeks of football because of the re- the restructuring of the playoffs each week. Sure. So to me, honestly, I'm all for it, dude. Like <laughs> I'm all for it. And, and it, and it, it gives you seven teams. It gives your chance, your team a chance, even when you normally wouldn't have a chance. Like, but it's, it's a soft seven. So, okay, here's where I hit the crossover topic. Ready? Oh God. Yeah. You're going to be mad at me for this. If you say something about college football and saying, if you are so okay with expanding pro football to sneak an extra team in, how are you so against college football expanding? So when you say college football, you're adding multiple teams. You only added one. And you took a, but it was a team that was not of the same caliber. And that's always been your big argument. When you're adding these extra teams, in nope. college football, they are not of the same caliber. There's a difference because a college football team, because you're trying to sneak in Boise State or or a bumfuck Egypt University. You snuck in a bumfuck Eagles and a bumfuck Steelers. Listen, historical with great fan bases. It's money related. So it's money related. But you're next telling year, you me know, that Notre Dame doesn't have a great fan base? They always get in, though, with the regular. Not in the Notre college Dame. football playoffs? They gotten in like three or four times. They just haven't won. All right. Same thing with Oregon. They've gotten in. They just haven't won. Same thing with my Clemson Tigers. We've gotten in. We just haven't won every time. Again, I'm just saying, how can you be so for one and so against the other? Because one is everybody's on the same level in the NFL, period. Like, they're all professional. When you go to college football, Yeah, exactly. You can't. Whoever's like, commenting from the AAT Sports Network, just adding anything, get rid of the bye. Yeah, well, you saw what bye weeks did. Matt's saying college programs are further apart than NFL teams, which is your point. Exactly. Go ahead. Exactly. So if you go play, if let's say Alabama goes and plays Northwestern, let's say Northwestern sneaks in there, Alabama's athletes alone are bigger caliber. Like you can look at the offensive and defensive line and tell that these guys are not matched. This has never worked down in college because there's such a big gap. And the pros, everybody's a pro. And you never know. It's any given Sunday for a reason. It's not any given Saturday. No, (laughs) college football is a higher chance for an upset than the NFL. Listen, there has never been the same any given Saturday. 
The saying is any given Sunday. This past weekend should have been any given Saturday. Because both number one teams went down. Dude, that's, I mean, that's because they're playing playoffs. Playoffs. They're, they're I'm, playoffs. playoffs. I'm just saying, I'm being difficult for you now. That's what I'm saying. But they're not saying that about college. College is pretty much set in stone for the entire season. We know this. We already know in week four or five who's going to be a national championship for the most part. Barring any real like upsets, we all knew Alabama was going to be there. We all knew Georgia was going to be there at the end. Like, mm-hmm. I just had this conversation with my brother. Like, barring some type of weird thing, we always knew they were going to be there. You always kind of know Ohio State's going to be around. You always kind of know. always kind of knew that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be there. So why even play exactly. the playoffs? Exactly. Kind of. But they did go through a losing streak as well. It's True. any given Sunday. I'm telling you. That's why Miami Dolphins beat people from time to time. Or, like, you have Jacksonville knocking off the Colts in that bum guy that's out there in Indianapolis and taking them out of the playoffs. So there's any given Sunday or a team decides not to tie and both of them don't get in. Like, that's any given Sunday. Like, <laughs> come on, man. There's so much shit that goes into this stuff. Like, college isn't like that. You, They already know. The Lions beating the Packers. We can continue to go on to make this argument a little better for myself, but I don't want to. You know, it's not a mistake. Expanding it is more exciting. Expanding the playoffs, though, and see if they can handle tough talent for three straight weeks. Getting a team's best shot in an extended playoff situation. For college or NFL? For college. Dude, it's not – you're not getting a tough team every week, though. That's what I'm trying to tell you is Alabama, if they're the number one seed, they're playing the number, what, 20 seed? But you're getting a team's best shot. You get your team's best shot every week when you play against Alabama. They get everybody's best shot. Clemson gets everybody's best shot. Georgia gets everybody's best shot. Ohio State gets everybody's best shot. They just miss. (laughs) (laughs) They just miss. They just miss. Like You know how many teams circle Alabama and Clemson and Georgia and Ohio State and Michigan on their calendar, and they still can't beat them week to week? So why not go to a six-team? You don't need to. There's – there's been no need to. The four seed gets demolished every year. The three to two seeds gets demolished. Like it's not even. It's not funny. It can really. The only time that the four seed has actually beat the so one seed. So then, why expand to a seven team playoff in the pros when the seven teams get smacked every year? Because it's only the first year of trying it, and we know that it's going to get better because a lot of teams got injured. Second, second year doing it. How did the they last, last year? T- What's that? How did the last year go before this year? I Smacking think around. Right. Smacking around. Who got smacked around? Whoever the seven teams was. Because remember, you know? Washington was the six seed or the the, the four seed. Hold on. Let me the seven seeds. The seven seeds get waxed. Go, so hold on. Looking up the 2021 playoffs. You got to give me control so I can hit some of these comments. <laughs> what do you want to say? I want to see if Georgia will add a match. If Georgia had to play Bama, OK State, Ole Miss, and Bama again in the playoffs, I bet they drop one. I don't think so, man. I mean, honestly, I really don't. Because you got to think about if everybody's playing the same games. You don't know how much injury is going to happen, how much saturation is going to really happen with these teams. OK State wasn't that good this year. Ole Miss lost Matt Corral. So, like, if that was the same way, he'd be hurt the first week of the playoffs. And then nobody has any interest in watching the damn the damn toilet bowl where you got guys that really don't deserve to be out there who can't really walk and chew bubblegum playing against guys who are going to play on Sunday. Like, that's not All really right, cool. ready? Here you go. Last season. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Last season, they switched it to the sevens. 
All right, let's hear it. In the AFC, it was Buffalo and Indianapolis. Buffalo won 27-24. So that was a close game. But And then Cleveland was the sixth seed, and they they beat up on Pittsburgh a little bit, 48-37. to So there's your six and three, and finally weird matchups. Okay. But in the NFC, 21-9, New Orleans over Chicago. 21-9 isn't that bad. I mean, it looks like a de- that sounds like a defensive struggle to me. I'm trying to see what the Bears record was last season now. Well, Bears. Don't you love the They Bears? were 8 and 8. Why is an 8 and 8 team in the playoffs? That's the winning record technically. <clears throat> now, if you get I, to under 500, okay, cool. Like, you got a point. It it depends on the it depends on the leagues for real too because the AFC, the AFC North is always a crapshoot. Just like the AFC East or the NFC East. It's always right. a Indy, Indy last season was 11 and 5 as a seven seed. What were they this year? That's the better uh, question because they didn't get in the playoffs this year. Yes, they did. The and Colts? Carson. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. He sucked right before they never got in. Yep. My fault. He stunk it up. He was hysterical. No, that shit was the funniest shit ever. But you got people sitting there pissed off about Jalen Hurts who got you to the playoffs. It's craziness. It's wild, man. Colts finished at nine and eight. So they this had a season. worse. So they had a worse season this year. Yep. With Carson Wentz, who's supposed to be the savior of yep. all saviors, and both seven seeds lost. Colts didn't get smacked. Bears got smacked. So there's never been a seven upset of two since they switched to this thing. Okay. And this season, there was two blowouts. That's Listen, all I'm saying. I don't how I understand how I struggle with how you can say don't expand college but expand pros. I'm struggling. Because I'm, I'm, you never heard that saying. Like you, ever, you all watch the movie Angels in the Outfield. Mm-hmm. You know the little black kid that says it could happen. It could happen. That's how I feel. You are with college. I am not that <laughs> way with college. So there's such a difference. I am that way with college for sure. You love it because you love it. You love the purity of the game. Well, I love the chaos. There's just not enough chaos in college football, dude. There's just not enough. We know at week one, week two, like right now, we can look at the preseason rankings. And they won't be far off when the the season's over. You know what it is. So you're you're an SEC guy. You're you're an ACC, an ACC guy. You're you're a down south guy. You know what I mean. So you you the results that happen are the results are expected. I'm a Penn State guy. I know one time per season they're going to lose to a team that they have no business losing to. And then they're going to lose to a team that they're supposed to lose to. Yeah. And then they're going to lose to it, and they're going to knock themselves out. I expect that chaos. All throughout the country, year-round. That's what it is. Oh, I, I feel you. Because you know what's crazy is? But when you get back to where you were with Joe Pa in the olden days where you don't lose any games, you won't want that chaos because that won't be your reality. My mm-hmm. my my whole life was turned around this year. Clemson is never losing three or four games in the like recent, in the recent – but I'm not mad about it. You know what? I'm, we took our lumps. We didn't deserve to be in it. We'll be back next year. We got a quarterback coming in. We're good. DJ will be moving back out to Cali soon. I'm sure that I'm we're trying to load the truck up and get a shit back out to Cali before the end of the week because Cade is in town. He's already in practice and they say he's throwing phenomenally. So, uh, yeah, uh, DJ's going to be looking for a new home, buddy. All right. You, you guys want him at Penn State or no? No. You guys no. want him? You sure? No, I'm good. Big Samoan dude? I, 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 I don't want um, the coach right now. Let's just put it that way. I love James Franklin. Okay. Hard turn for our final major sports topic of the night. Let's do it. 
Is it time for Doc Rivers to go? Oh, yeah. I'm excited for this shit. I'm going to play a little something for those of you that don't know. Play it. For those of you, for those of you that did not catch this. Play it. I'm going to play this. Play I'm it. Pretty sure the, I'm pretty sure the audio is on, so we're going to find out. If it's not, I'll fix it right quick. Play it. What, what part of this loss would you attribute to coaching? I don't know. Um, would you ask Pop that question? <laughs> no, you wouldn't. So don't ask me that question. Mm. I burned that. I've what, what part earned that? that. I thought he said never again. Don't ask me that question. Would you ask Pop that question? I've earned that. You've earned what? The respect of how much was the loss blame on coaching. When Doc Rivers was asked how much of a 24-point blown lead was on coaching. Okay. All right. We need to make sure that he's saying I earned that and not don't ask me that again. Because I'm pretty sure he says don't ask me that again. All right. He did say that, but I'm going to put it back up. So, again, the question was for Johnny, who's asking – how much of blowing a 24-point lead was on coaching? They should have led with that. I don't know. Um, Let me back it up. Hang on. Here we go. What, what part of this loss would you attribute to coaching? I don't know. Um, would you ask Pop that question? No, you wouldn't. So don't ask me that question. I burned that. All right, there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, he's comparing yeah. himself. To, he's com- he's comparing himself to Popovich. Let's start with that. He's first of dude. That dude can't hold Popovich's clipboard. Nonetheless, hold his jock strap. He can't so, hold the man's comb. He can't hold that man. <laughs> he can't hold. He can't own his hold his pen. <laughs> hey man, hold his pen for me. Hey man, hold my water. Man, Do you know how many letters I have to write every time I sign my name? You can't hold my pen. Listen. Popovich is legitimately a goat. Like, there's only a couple coaches better than him in the entire NBA that have ever done it. In the entire history of the NBA, dude, Pop can literally walk into any team right now and get a handshake from every single player. Don't blow uh, a 24 point lead if you don't like the question. Listen, can we? Can, I'm gonna let you go first, but I gotta get, I gotta dig in his ass for like at least 15 minutes because I got a okay. lot to unpack about this whole franchise. When Doc was out with COVID, you saw a team re-energized and Sam playing Cassell. for an assistant coach. Sam Cassell. It wasn't, it wasn't Sam Cassell. It was um, uh, who who was the assistant coach that night? I know who it was, but Sam Cassell is the heart of that team. Period. He's the heart of that team. Yes. Um, who's the Sixers assistant coach? Uh. Dan Burke. Dan Burke was the one that they played for. Now, I know Sam Cassell, and he deserves to be a head coach somewhere for sure. But they played for Dan Burke. You had a team play for the assistant coach, which is fine. Right. Doc has shown time and time again an inability to make adjustments, an inability to keep a foot on the gas. The lineups are wrong. The game plans are wrong. And then for you to go out there and try to be bigger than your superstar player, like Joel Embiid is the Philadelphia 76ers right now. If you are the head coach, you are doing everything in your power to keep him happy, to keep him healthy, and to surround him with superstar talent. 
Instead, you keep trotting out Danny Green. You keep trotting out Furkan, who's doing okay. You keep trotting. I mean, at one point, you have Andre Drummond and Joel Embiid on the court at the same time. Andre Drummond's only job, his only job is to give Joel Embiid rest. What are you? And you have the audacity. You have the gall to go. Would you ask Pop that question? No, because Pop wouldn't blow a 24-point lead and then sit there and and then sit there and go, why are you asking me that question? He would sit there and go, you know what? That was on me. I screwed up, which is why he has the player's respect. He's had every player's respect that he has ever coached. Doc Rivers cannot say the same. He has been through three organizations at this point. Pop has not. I have a massive problem with a head coach thinking that he is bigger than a team. That's my thing. Ooh, that was spicy, man. I'm I'm, I'm a little heated. I'm a little heated. I'm, proud of, I'm actually proud of you. I'm proud of you. Just know that inside up in here, I'm proud of you. Cause that, Thank you. That was good. It's gonna be hard to the pat to follow it up, but I got a lot to unpack here, so I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down on the couch and I'm gonna just talk to you guys about this. Lay back a little bit. <laughs> so first of all, number one, it needs to be said that Doc hasn't earned any respect. None. He's got one championship. And the other two championships he was supposed to win, he completely shit the bed. The Clippers. And why did he win that championship? Who was on that Celtics roster? Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Paul Ray Pierce. Allen. Ray Allen. Three of the greatest players in NBA history. So I don't want to hear all Rondo. That. Rondo. Rondo. Playoff, the playoff Rondo. The ball. Playoff Rondo. Um, playoff Rondo. It, it's it's to me it's a lot. It's, it's just a lot because he he's supposed to when he got here he was supposed to be the guy to bring this team back after Brett Brown, and I don't think he's done it. He was and supposed to be the professional coach. Yep. Right. He was supposed to be the professional because we had the amateur guy before. Um, secondly, to unpack this thing is we've watched him shit the bed while he's been here. No, not making adjustments, not putting in personnel correctly, trying to play Shake Milton for whatever reason. It's, does he? Does Doc have another daughter that we don't know about that he's trying to hook up with Shake Milton? So he's I like, because like I think that that's the type of son-in-law thing. Like you know, your son-in-law is a fuck up, but you keep putting them out there because. Your daughter's going to bitch at you if you don't play him. Like, I, I just, I feel like at the end of the day, like, he's got some weird thing with Shake Milton. Shake Milton can't, legitimately can't, can't play against the school of deaf and blind and score 14 points. Uh, Tobias, in the words of Big T Will, Tobias is allergic to 30. He can't give you 30 on a give any given night. We're paying him millions and millions. Keep rolling him out. Millions and millions of dollars. Uh, Doc was supposed to bring him back to life because, you know, he played so great for him in the Clippers. When the Clippers had like a damn near skeleton squad with Lou Williams. Listen, there has been so many things that have been mishandled by this franchise in the last three years since I've even lived here. I've been a fan for since the 2000s, but he, since the early 2000s, since the first run with AI. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just it's disheartening to think that this guy was supposed to be the guy that was going to come here and make it better. He's done nothing but give us empty promises. Him and punk ass Daryl Morey. Let me be honest about that as yeah. well. Daryl Morey has got people confused. Like there's a certain level of like this this media base who thinks that Daryl Morey is a this blockbuster guy who makes blockbuster trades. Well, funny no. story. All the blockbuster trades that he has made have yielded no success. They have yielded yeah. no championship. They've yielded nothing but more. Oh well, we almost was there. We almost made it. We should have done this. We should have done that. Getting getting Russell Westbrook and getting Chris Paul and them on the same team with James Harden 
did absolutely nothing. Getting a bunch of big name guys on the team does not mean you're going to win a championship. It just means you got a bunch of guys you got to pay who can't produce. Um, Chris Paul, I think, is one of the best point guards of all time. And of all time. Of all time. is And that didn't work out for you. You know what I'm saying? And you got rid of him. So I'm with Matt. I never have been a big fan of Darren Moore because I don't believe anything. Only thing that he's done for us, I guess, so far to really to point it out is that he got rid of Al Horford's shitty contract that we were in. And but Josh I, Richardson. Yeah, I mean, that was cool. He got Steph, I mean, he got Seth Curry, but I think that was more of a Doc thing than a Maury thing. I think Doc yeah. wanted his son-in-law to play here. Um, to be honest, I don't really think he's done much more than Elton Brand did. Like, to be real, like, at least Elton Brand got Kawhi here. I mean, come on. I mean, not Kawhi, he got uh, Jimmy Butler here. So, I mean, what what are we really praising Daryl Moore for doing? What blockbuster guy has he brought here that we didn't already have? And I like the fact that Daryl Moore, hasn't, you know, he's stuck to his guns. And if, look, if Ben Simmons is going to rot, then he's going to rot if he doesn't get the deal that he wants. I respect him on that. He knows he's got an asset. I don't. He doesn't. Because the longer, the and, and, and I'm only saying this from a basketball perspective, the longer that Ben Simmons sits, the lower his value drops for both. Oh, sides. for sure. So if you want to play this cat and mouse game where you're saying, well, we're not going to give him up till we get the trade that we want for him, you might not ever get it because you're not ever no, gonna get it. And he said he's fine with him sitting on the bench all season. Yeah, but it's not just this, this 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 season. Like his value is dropping on the daily. But my problem, but my problem is the fact that this season you have got a guy. In Joel Embiid. Now, here's a guy who is the MVP of the league. You look at his last 20 games; no one is even close to his numbers. You look at the last 20. You look at the last season; no one is close to his contribution. It is absurd. Right. And you are surrounding him with nobody. You are expect. You're saying to him, "Hey, go out and single-handedly win yourself, win your team a championship." And that might work as a regular season championship, but it will not work in the playoffs. You saw that last season. You saw what teams do when it came to the playoffs and how they shut down Joel Embiid. And it's not, you know what's crazy? Is, and I'm going to say this, and I'm on it to be heard very clearly. The, 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 the masses who have grown to say, we don't want Ben Simmons, screw Ben Simmons, we don't need him. You're an idiot, and you don't know basketball. You need you just, someone. You need... You need somebody. And right now you're not even, you don't have him either. So, and you see how well that's working. Last year, you won the, you won the, 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 the East. You won the East. You were number one seed in the East. This year, you'd be lucky to, to end up in fourth where you are now. You'd be lucky. You may yeah. not make the playoffs after all these teams start getting healthy again and getting back pushing. I just don't believe in the fact that this Mori guy, I know everybody does. I mean, he's a, he makes these blockbuster trades. He makes these blockbuster trades, but they never yield anything. Like yeah, I mean, like right now, right now the Sixers are number six in the East. That's terrible. Because and they're twenty-seven and nineteen, and they are there exclusively because Joel Embiid has led them there. But you've got a Hornets team that's getting hot and they're young. You've got a Celtics team that's at five hundred at eight. 
And then you've got teams like the Raptors who aren't going to make any moves. You got the Wizards who still have Bradley Beal. They could easily pick up a couple games. You got teams like the Knicks who are trading for players like Cam Reddish. They're going to pick up some players. They're going to pick up some wins. But you're behind the Cavaliers right now. No, they trade up Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is a Nick now. So he's back with uh Barrett, JT Barrett. Yeah. And Julius Randle. Oh, Julius Randle's trash. I don't uh he's, he's trash. I, I hear you, but again, you talk about players who are a part of a core of something, that Knicks team has something to build on. If Joel Embiid is an off night, the Sixers will not win. Mm. That's why I, I think I said the other day, I was like, Joel is having to put up astronomical numbers for us to be competitive. The same way, here you go, flashing back to 2001, a certain AI. Allen Iverson did to carry his team to the finals. It won't be done. Like, in this day and age, that won't be done. It either. can't. It can't be done. We're, we're in a superstar generation now. There's too many. There's too many other good teams, and and honestly, the team that there's so many teams like the Lakers. Maybe not as good as the Lakers, but there's several teams that are like that 2001 Lakers team. They got dudes everywhere. Like you mean they don't have a Kobe and Shaq, two dominant presences. But no, but you look at a team like the Heat. The Heat oh, yeah. got significantly better by adding Lowry, and they already oh, yeah. had Jimmy Butler. Oh yeah, I, and they're I mean, the number one seed. The Nets at number two are going to have the healthiest Kyrie Irving they have ever had because at some point they're going to ease up on the restrictions and he's going to be allowed to play all the games and they're already in the two spot with him only playing away games. And there's this narrative out here that Daryl Morey is waiting to trade for James Harden. Like that he's waiting James to Harden trade. James coming here. Listen, I don't... <laughs> what makes you think that they're not going to win a championship and he's not going to want to ride the wave? Like people, once you get one, you get championship hungry. We've all seen it. We've all seen these guys who said, well, I'll never play. Hell, Jordan stayed in a shitty situation with the Chicago Bulls where they were trying to tear the team apart for three years just because they kept winning. They literally had to stop. They just had to say, you know what, we're, we're not. We're, I'm retiring. I'm done. To make the whole team break up. Because even though they hated each other, apparently now, they still rather win than, than play with guys they like. <laughs> you just have to go out and get somebody for Joel Embiid. And I can tell you that right now, I do not trust Doc Rivers to be the head coach of this team. Doc Rivers couldn't coach my little league uh, four and under basketball team right now. We're undefeated, by the way. That's good. Good stuff. Good job. Proud of you. All right. Maybe. Final topic. Just straight up shenanigans. I'm choosing violence tonight. Where you got violence again? I've been... You know me, I've been I've been working on my fitness, right? So I'm going to put something up on the screen. And you're like me, you're a, you're a, you're a fat kid at heart. Damn it. What are you doing? You can only choose one, the rest are destroyed forever. Well, I'm going to have a lot of these I'm going to take off. All right, so let's do that. Let's start off, let's eliminate the ones that we know can go. Well, I don't know what a boost bar is, so I'm taking me either. It doesn't sound good. That thing's gone. Um, anything with peanut butter for me has to go because I'm allergic, so I would die if oh, I. Well, that's so. not as much fun for me. You get well. Let me just let me rule mine out then. Let me get all the all right. peanuts. Snickers, boost is gone. I'm enjoy. If you got the ones without the peanuts, the almonds, I'm good. I'll leave that. Baby Ruth is out. Butterfingers out. Mister Good Bar is technically access peanuts. Reese's is out, and the peanut butter M Ms. And payday, but so those are all a, gone. But I got a lot of good ones left. I got Musketeer Crunch, Milky Way, Twix, Kit Kat, and Hershey. 
I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm a caramel guy. So if it doesn't have caramel, they're out. So I've only least me two. Twix and Milky Way. I'm gonna be honest about this whole pick. If I gotta choose one for the rest of my life, I'm going with the Twix, man. The left and right Twix. So it's it's definitely that was one of mine for me. Matt saying Butterfinger is the one that I got. Matt, I love you, man, but that's not it for me. He's a Bart. He's a Bart Simpson guy, so you can tell. <laughs> um, I love chocolate. I love love candy bars. Right. So I look at this and I go, "All right, Snickers. That's going to stay in for now." But I can chuck Almond Joy, Boost, Baby Ruth, Three Musketeers, Butterfinger. I keep a Crunch Bar, but it's not going to. For me, it's between Kit Kat and Twix. That's a good one, man. That doesn't have peanuts in it, so you were right where I was. And for me, it's Kit Kat, man. It's not I, bad. Kit Kat, for me, is the one that I would just, that would be it for me. I mean, you don't really, I mean, honestly, like, when you go to the store, and you, I mean, how many other, can, other candies are you really trying? Like, I'm really only getting my go-to. I'm always, oh, yeah, for sure. I'm always getting the Twix and then walking out of the Wawa. That's what I'm doing. I'm getting that in an energy drink, and that's my breakfast of champions. So yeah, I'm there, and I don't. And then the rest of those can go to hell. Like I don't need them. They can all be melted down into into more chocolate for my Twix. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. And the other thing I was trying to uh, to pull up just to enjoy as we watch as we end oh, the uh, end of the show. Matt said left or right. I'm definitely I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a left-handed, bas- so I was a I'm a basketball lefty, so I'm gonna go with lefty. Everything else I'm a righty, but basketball, I'm a lefty. It was by design. The only other thing I was gonna do is I was gonna pull up a collection of Aaron Rodgers memes. Oh, please, can you please do that? I, I can't I can't find them. I have them saved, but I can't find them. Yo, those were vicious. Damn it. We'll do that next next week. We'll do a you collection of Aaron Rodgers memes. You got me all hyped up. I'm like, my blood pressure is boiling right now. Like, I'm ready to talk about some Aaron Rodgers. But I do have a I do have a hot take real quick. Can I tell my, my what you got? Wait, right hold on. I'm, just because I want to play around with stuff, you can do your hot take. But I'm going to play some some lo-fi music Aaron so Rodgers. I can try. So it's it's a hot take with some chill music. Here you go. Oh God. I, I don't yeah, give me your hot okay. take. I'm just going to do it. All right, guys. So, number one, this needs to be said. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'm in remission. Um, I just want to let it be known. All right? I'm in remission as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I've heard multiple rumors that Aaron Rodgers has been in contact with TJ Watt and Mike Tomlin. All right? What I'm guessing is that Juju Smith-Schuster will be traded to the Packers or Devontae Adams and a sign and trade deal and we will end up with, with Aaron Rodgers as well. And going into the next season we'll have Claypool, Adams, Najee Harris, um, Devontae Johnson and uh, James Washington. And we'll be back. Like we left something. You think that old ass Aaron Rodgers is going to go from cold ass Green Bay to cold ass Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, because, okay, there's just a couple of different reasons why. First of all, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. He clearly is a good coach. And he's had no quarterback to speak of for the last five years. And he still made up at a winning season. You add Aaron Rodgers to that mix with the receivers that the, the Pittsburgh Steelers have. We have draft capital. We're probably going to pick up Matt Corral in the play, in the um, draft. But he's going to be hurt. So he's going to need about a year to get himself back. Oh, my God, you got one up. I found some. So every corner of Twitter coming to dunk on Aaron Rodgers, it's the Avengers. I love it. Dude, the only thing Aaron Rodgers hates more than science is playing against the 49ers. These are brutal. Nick Bosa sacking Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers playoff run thwarted by snowflakes. Cancel culture strikes again. Everyone stop making fun of Aaron Rodgers. He hates being needled. How Fauci's looking at Aaron Rodgers. Oh, God. I guess Aaron Rodgers also got immunized against winning in the postseason. That's rough. Aaron Rodgers delivering on the Super Bowl boycott promise. I mean, that's, he's not wrong, though. Even Dick Buckus. Maybe Dick it's Buckus. me, but it almost seemed like Aaron Rodgers was distracted last night like someone was in his head. I'm, a, I'm just saying, like, he owns – they own him. They should – you know they should – Once again, we all mistakenly believed Aaron Rodgers had a shot. Damn. That's all the ones I found right there. So what's the joke about the snowflakes? Like, because it starts snowing in the Green Bay? It was snowing, and that's what you call liberals. Uh, <laughs> oh, you messed up. You're a messed up individual. And, and we can all blame Shailene Woodley for his play this year. We yeah, can sure. all blame mm-hmm. her. They got into apparently from the, some some of the reports I've read, they were in an argument, and they're on the outs. And that's mm-hmm. why you don't see her at the games and stuff. You know, they show all the you know the fans, girlfriends, like they all, they love showing uh, Giselle Bouchon or whatever you say her last name. But Giselle Brady, they always show her. And, um, you know, they show Patrick Mahomes' crazy-ass fiancé who's pouring champagne on people and it's freezing outside. Um, I hate as, it. As I, if I, need she, the bang, I need the Bengals to win just yeah. because of that. All right, wait. Okay. One more thing I got, and this will be the last thing I do, only because of the conversation we just had. Please. I'm excited. I ain't a magician. But I got a couple of twicks up my sleeves. <laughs> oh, God, that is terrible. I love it. <laughs> You're going to give me a stomach ulcer. I love it. <laughs> oh, God. So this has been the latest edition of Chip and Drip. Um, this made any fun fi- last week. What's that? Yeah, this is the makeup for last week. We went a little extra and we had a couple laughs. We're going to continue with the shenanigans. We're going to continue being hype about things. We're going to have conference championship football this weekend to chat about. Um, who's your two early predictions? Uh, only early. Monday. Um, believe it or not, man, I'm going to actually I'm going to I'm going to take the 49ers and I'm going to take uh, the 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 Bengals because I want some new blood in the championship. You're going straight underdoggy. Straight. I mean, that's been the, the recipe all year in the playoffs. So I'm taking all underdogs, man. Well, I'm I'm going Rams Chiefs. So there you go. Oh, you can take all the, the low hanging fruit. Okay, got it. Yeah, the low hanging fruit. I don't think anyone stops the Rams this season. I don't know, man. It's just because there's just so many games that I saw them get stopped this year. So I can really say for a fact that like they can be stopped. And I just think that the 49ers are playing so. Like they've made when I do my pick show with the wife later on, who by the way kicked my ass this week. 
She went three and one. I went one and three. I'm going to tune into that. What day is that? Wednesday? Uh, usually we do Wednesday, yeah. We've been dancing right. around a little bit, but we're probably going to do Wednesday. It's only going to be a 20-minute show because there's two games. Um, there's always commentary there. Yeah. So where are, you watching, where are you watching the game? Probably in my house. Probably at Mikasa on my, on my cold, non-covered floors. I mean, as long as the furniture didn't get messed up, that's all you really need. Somebody some of it did. Some of it did. Yeah, we got... We ran over some of like the numbers. It's like twenty thousand dollars worth of stuff got hit. That's before the floors and the walls. So we, we're in good shape. Long as um, homeowners kicks in, you know what I'm saying? We have the, we're working through it. What's yeah, going go. on on the D Drippy Network this week? Um, it's going to be a more more of a quiet tomorrow. We have uh, we're starting our Marvel series where we're going to cover uh, Marvels and DC stuff because like we're we're super geeks. So we have our own show starting. It's a mini, uh, mini short series. Uh, we're recording the whole thing tomorrow. Uh, then also tomorrow we have our U3 show. Guys, if you have nothing to do on Wednesday, well, Tuesday evening, please tune in for the freaking U3 show. We have a ball. It's with me, my brother, our friend CJ. Uh, dude, it's a fun. I got to eat a, a, a ghost pepper tomorrow. I finally got one in stock, so I got to eat it. I'll probably die tomorrow, so you might need to find somebody else to run the show. It might be chips and fried drip from <laughs> uh, going forward. That's gross. So, everybody on the bus. Yeah, everybody get on the bus. So we might be doing that. And then this, of course, on Thursday we got our um, our show uh, straight shooting with JD and Carm. Carm is back, so we're we're back rolling, turning and burning. I love it. Tuesday tomorrow night we got the uh, Burning Bridges show. Make sure you want to check that one out. Wednesday night, we are doing our Eagles weekly report, but it is the Eagles season recap. So we're going to give our, our Eagles awards. That's not funny. I'm going to do, I'm going to talk a lot of trash. I'm going to be really honest. I was told I'm not allowed to say most disappointing is Jalen Rager. I was told, you know, the answer is and only is Jalen Rager. You, you just gave him the award, basically, for the most part. No, he was the recipient of the reward. Oh, like you already gave this one. Okay, sorry. Well, I was told I was not allowed to, so I had to pick a secondary one. But what they don't know is I'm still going to say Jalen Rager over and over again. Moving on. Um, we got a new draft show on the network called Draft Vibes. That's going to be picking up as we get closer and closer to the draft. We have Birds, Beers, and BS. We have the the weekly pickoff with the wife. That's coming up on the roundup pretty soon. But, of course, that's going to lead into the March Madness weekly pickoff where she destroys me. Um, in the bracket challenge, so that's always going to be fun. She kicks my ass every year. I would like to throw my ring, my name in the hat for the the March Madness. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. If that's possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's what's up. And then we'll be back on Monday night to talk all things sports. Again, great sponsor, Statement Games, Fun Free Twist on Fantasy Sports. Make sure you're checking it out. AATSportsNetwork.com/slash/shop. Symbol.com, the stock market for sports. Use the code AAT Sports when you sign up. La Terrain Luxury Watches. Use the code AAT Birds to check out for 10% off. Funkbrewing.com. And of course, your balls will thank you. At Manscaped.com, use the code AAT Birds for 20% off and free shipping at checkout. We're about to roll out the new commercial. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been really fun. I'm Chip, Dash Trip, and uh, we'll catch you on a flippity flip. Here's a commercial about your testicles and Valentine's Day. Your balls will thank you. Your balls will thank you. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube wreck you. 
Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code AATBIRDS for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. Did I mention that it's waterproof too? I'd like to propose making February 13th a national holiday as National Shave Your Balls Day. Who's with me? I think this is one holiday that men and women can get behind. This package also includes the Weed Whacker, nose and ear hair trimmer to whack all the worst of your weeds. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts, their shed travel bag and anti-chafing boxer brief to keep your boys stored comfortably. To complete the perfect package for your package are liquid formulations like Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Start your day off with a deodorant for your boys and then stay cool all day with toner to keep you feeling your best all day and night. These formulations will also have your balls smelling like a king on the big day. And don't forget to smell good not only around your balls but all over. Made with their signature scent, the Manscaped Refined Cologne will complement your collection with smell perfection. Manscaped created their products for a night just like this and will make your V-Day date say, wow, great set of balls you have there. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code AATBIRDS. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. Your balls and lady will thank you.